Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? All right, hello everybody, and welcome to this episode of Glee. Glee. Aggressive. Aggressive. My name is Karina. My name is Ian. And we are here today to talk to Oof. you about Season 1, Episode 13, Sectionals. Sectionals! Known as the mid-season finale for Season 1. Uh, this originally aired December 9th of 2009. And also, like, I believe if we go back to, like, what, um, like to Glee history and stuff, and even stuff that was mentioned on the show before, Blister. this was also, like, the, it was... The show was originally ordered for 13 episodes, yes. correct? Yes. So we'll talk about this, but this this episode definitely has finale energy yeah. in it. Like, this was as much as they were ordered, so if this wasn't picked up for the rest of its season, this is what it would have ended on. And you can right. feel that, and it would have been a satisfying enough conclusion to the series. 1,000%. Here we open up on Rachel noticing, like, Rachel's talking to the Glee Club friends and is noticing that, like, Puck rushed to Quinn's aid. What's that about? And she says, I'm a little psychic. I can't read minds, but I have a sixth sense, which was so fucking funny to Rachel me. And is absolutely. 100% the girl who would say, I think I'm a little bit psychic. 100%. We all know that bitch, um, and that bitch is Rachel Berry. Yes. And yes. I. Yep. And so then Tina and Mercedes are on the phone in the hallway talking to each other, which I love. Let's talk about this beautiful little telephone game, like, um... Oh my god, I love this. Because it's Mercedes and Tina talking as they're walking with each other down the hall. And then they were like, oh, Artie wants in, we'll go to Party Line, which is such an 09 sort of thing, and so Artie's on the phone. (laughs) I thought the same thing. And then they're like, oh, Kurt wants to join in, but Kurt's not on the line, he's just sharing his phone with Tina. And then Santana and Brittany beep in. It's like, Which was wild to me, because it's like, this implies that, like, they are all close enough with each other that they have each other's numbers saved. I love this, I love this. I love it. Then there's, like, that reveal that Brittany and Santana are, like, sleeping with each other. Ian, this is, this throwaway line probably has so many more consequences in the Glee universe than the writers could have ever imagined. That's what I hear. Like, you cannot imagine how badly people wanted lesbians. <laughs> people wanted teen lesbians so bad. And I they mean, were right. <laughs> I mean, I can only imagine, I, I believe it, and they are right, because, like, if... If people saw Rory and Paris and were all give me lesbians or give me death, yeah. this is that times, like, two. Yeah. I would say bigger than that, but yes, fair. <laughs> I mean, I no, I'll trust you on that. I 100% trust Britana you on that. And, like... is, like... It was Britana. a big deal. Britanna, of course. And, like, I know, like, I know little bits of, like, what is to come mm-hmm. just with the two of them. Um, but, um, yeah, so... <laughs> What was probably a throwaway joke in the writer's room became, like, I don't want to say, like, a cultural shift, but that's a bit much, but it was a a big deal. Yeah. This is another thing where we got to remember way back in 09, like, 
gay marriage wasn't even legal, so. Right, right. People wanted Holy to see shit. lesbians. People wanted to see lesbians Especially on public access. little baby gays who were in high school and, like, had never seen themselves on TV were probably all like, yeah. oh my god. So. Yeah. And it could or the have girls and the gays. Yeah, and it definitely could have been something that they just kept hinting at for years and never pursued as a plot, so I will give them... We don't like giving Glee credit, but I will give Glee credit for being, like, seeing the fan reaction and working with it, not against it. Right. So, also, yay, Santana has lines. She's yes. top dog now. Rightfully so. If Quinn is unavailable, then, of course, give Santana the crown. Um, and we see that Emma volunteers to take the kids to yeah. sectionals. Which is lovely. She moved her wedding for it, which is certainly not going to be a problem later. Which is not lovely, but also very much not a problem. No. Why would it be? Right? Um, Emma says Ken understands. We cut to that conversation. We know that's not the case. Yeah. And then we cut to Quinn and Rachel in the hall. <laughs> and, like, Rachel's, like, kind of, like, doing her own sleuthy thing where she's, like, you should make sure, like, the baby gets, like, all its tests and stuff. Like, Rachel is using Judaism as a weapon to be sneaky. Exactly. Which is, like, that's... Uh, I, I, I won't even get into it because, like, I have nothing to say about it other than, like, this is, like, some, like, high-level, like, Jewish guilt shit that, like, and she's pulling. I will say, in my constant quest of did Glee make up this joke or did they do any research, um, Tay-Sachs disease, which is what she mentions... Is, is a real thing. Is a real thing that is mostly present in Ashkenazi Jews, so... I mean, for context, like, before I knew what AIDS, cancer, herpes, HPV, um, <laughs> leukemia, like, you name the disease, I knew about Tay-Sachs before I knew about yeah. any other deadly disease. So, like... That... Yes, yeah, so there you go. So, yes, <laughs> Rachel is being sneaky and wielding her Judaism and Puck's Judaism as, like, a backhanded well, thing. Because she does the whole thing where she's like, I mean, you probably don't have to worry about it. You only really need to get tested for that if one of the parents is Jewish. Okay, bye. But I will say also, you know, Quinn certainly didn't know that, and it might be good for them to, like... I mean, yeah. So, like, she's not wrong, and she was doing it for the wrong reasons, but, like, helpful, I guess. Of course. And, of course, this all happens in the hallway because then Quinn goes up to Puck and is like, hey, get your Jewish baby. Go we get need to get some Jewish, Jewish baby, baby tests. Test. And Which is, is like, exactly okay. what someone in Ohio who's really not met a lot of Jews would say. Right, right. Um, even I might say it as, like, a Jew from New York. Um, you're allowed but, to say it, because... Yeah, that's true. You're, um, you're wonderful. <laughs> that's true. Um, and you're all, you're half Jewish, too, right? No, I'm very Jewish by association. Okay. Um, it's, it's not in my blood. It just okay, surrounds got it. me. It does. I mean... And you're, you're married to one, so I welcome am. to the tribe. I, um, I should also learn about Tay-Sachs disease, I guess. I, I mean, yeah, totally. I, um, thanks, then, Glee. <laughs> what? Thank you, Glee, for this educational yes. moment. Yes. Um, and then Puck, I love this line where he was like, can't tonight have a I fight club. Fight club. And I was would. like, I was, I, I'm weak. Puck that has was a fight so club funny. poster up in his room and he will bring it to, with him when he goes to college. And any yes. girl he would bring back to his dorm will go, ooh, uh-oh. Oh, I know everything I need to know about you because you have this poster of Brad Pitt yeah. with a bar of soap. And the Scarface for some reason. But hey, Glee, doing its job a little bit, 
a single drop of continuity, they talk about their set list for sectionals. Yes. And all the yes. things on it are songs they have done before. Artie's like, we have to do Proud Mary. Yes. Right. Finn is like, we have to do Don't Stop Believing. Of course. Yes. And then they were like, but what about the ballad? Because as you remember, we just did an episode about the ballad. We just did, and nothing happened. That wasn't, but it turns out the ballad wasn't a made-up rule. They did have to do it, and they're figuring out now, what should our ballad be? Well, I was going to say Rachel Michelle. Um, Rachel, I mean, where does the line really? Exactly. Exactly. Um, Leah Michelle immediately goes up to sing something. Um, and then they're all like, um, wait a goddamn minute. And, like, I totally give, like, Mercedes the credit here, not only just yes. for standing up for herself, but, like, totally for being like, okay, Will Schuster's not here anymore because we just had this whole thing where he's like, I can't be part of this anymore. Yeah. Like, you guys gotta go to, sh- to sectionals without me. Right. And Here's he says, Emma, she's gonna be... And he even says, like, I can't even help you pick out the set list. Like, you have to right. do all this on your own because I'm disqualified. Right. Um, and so, of course, like, Rachel takes it upon herself to be like, I have an idea, and Mercedes is like, nah. Mm-hmm. And Emma, actually being a solid teacher... Hello? Hello? Is like, hey, let's see what Mercedes has to offer. Yes. And, of course, she sings, and I'm telling you, I'm not going, which was probably her, like, this episode was probably her audition for that production yeah. of Dreamgirls that she starred in on the West End, and my notes are, chills fire why is everyone just walking by the choir room and not stopping to watch this because my favorite detail of this whole fucking episode my favorite detail of this whole fucking episode is that they're just extras walking like back and forth um in the doorway of the choir room and nobody is paying any mind to anything that is happening powerhouse all right. Yes. I have so many notes. First of all, same yes. thing. That Emma's willingness to let someone other than Rachel sing this already makes her a better Glee Club coach. Because she yep. was like, hey, maybe let's make it even a little bit more, like, spread out. Um, yeah. Also, Rachel then gets all flustered and is like, well, I'm sure Mercedes will agree that I'm a better balladeer than her. And then there's this interaction <laughs> where Mercedes turns around and mouths. To Matt Rutherford, who's never spoken, and she goes, "You can, I can tell what she said." Is she goes, "Balladeer, balladeer," and he says something in return. I'm like, "Matt, like, back out of know. line," and it's Barely. no words. <laughs> Barely, it's Matt's first line, and there's no words. He says, "I don't right. know," and then he says something else, but I can't read lips that well. Right. If you can but, read lips you know, very well and tell me what Matt's silent only line is in the series thus far, <laughs> please tell me. Please, gleeaggressive at gmail.com. And then she fucking kills it. What I've read that, like, so after she, like, she's doing the whole, she's fucking killing it. Everyone's there. And after that big part, like, where it swells up and she comes back with the, like, and I'm telling you. And the yeah. cans and everyone, like, stands. That's just the cast reaction. That's not acting. That's just I believe the cast it. being, like, Amber Riley. You can Amber do this. Amber fucking Riley. And I mean... I will say, like, like, Leah Michelle's face is not acting either. Yes, I mean, like, what I loved about this was that there was an evolution of Rachel. (laughs) Like, there was some growth here where, like, she clearly, like, grows to support her, like, I guess they're friends at this point. Yeah. Like, her, at least her co-worker. Yeah. Whatever. And it's like, I wanted to, if, I wish we could have seen this growth throughout, like, the first 13 episodes. No, she just gets it Of course, we're not going to do it. 
she just gets it right now and like it was awesome to see because like that's like what you want this show to be in a way is yeah. like people just cheering each other the fuck on as they're just killing these ballads that like not everybody can do no. like if glee if um if define gravity had only been a rachel berry solo and like all of the circumstances were differently like of course like you want to see people being like yes bitch hit that high f yes but like but it wasn't so we didn't so it couldn't so it wouldn't yeah and this is the exact opposite and this is part of like that like final girl energy where it's like yeah like you can tell that like this is kind of like the bringing it together bit of that after school special feel but i loved it and then it ends with like rachel being like i concede you were right you're gonna kill it with this song Mm -hmm. i'm gonna hug you now yes and also like consent hello way to be like i'm going to hug i mean it's not quite consent because she didn't ask but she warned and that was something yes she gave mercedes the option to say no and we love exactly Um, exactly i did like i could feel like rachel being like this is really hard for me because I do still want to be the star, but I can recognize, like, game recognizes game, talent recognizes talent. Exactly. And no one could watch that performance of I Am Telling You and not think it was, like, murdered. Like, the right? crowd would be dead. And we'll get to this, but, like, I think they still could have done it at sectionals and, like, still, like, yeah. taken it away. We will get to it. Um, we will. We will. But then, yeah, so it's great. Everyone's happy. Finn is, like, talking to Rachel and is like, man, it's, I'm having high school boy feelings. I didn't write down exactly what he said. Um, <laughs> but he was like, I just want to win because I'm so stressed about everything. And Rachel, like, ends the, like, right before commercial break with, like, I have to tell you something. Um, because she witnessed Quinn talking about the Jew baby test and right. has done her sleuthing. And then yep, it and... smash cuts from, oh, after the commercial break. To just Finn Finn wailing on Puck. Beating the snot out of Puck. Yes. Rightfully so. Like, this was another one of those, like, episodes and, like, especially scenes where it's, like, this, the acting was well done, the circumstances were there, nothing about this was, like, forced or out of place. Like, it makes perfect sense, like, for him to be beating the shit out of Puck. Yeah. Meanwhile, there are also just extras walking by the doorway. And then Quinn is just, like, stood there in total, like, stock still, which I also Absolutely. Yeah. she can't inject herself into this. Yeah. It felt like between... So, in between this episode and the last one, there was basically the reveals of the two big secrets, right? The secret that Terry was keeping from Will... And the secret that apparently basically everyone was keeping from Finn, but mostly right. Puck and Quinn. And I think both of those, like, secrets come to a head scene were both really well done, considering that they were both kind of out there plots that we've made fun of a lot. Like, <laughs> the reveals paid off. 100%. And so, therefore, Finn quits. Yeah, because he can't, he can't work with Quinn anymore because he's heartbroken essentially and he can't work with puck because he's pissed off so yeah, very valid very valid emotions um finn just chooses to basically remove himself from the situation and smart honestly right. and for some reason all i'm thinking about is like do not do this to finn's mother she is an angel i know um, that's the other thing like they don't touch on it in this episode but like as we recall quinn was living with finn yeah because like the assumption was that it was his child and her his mom took her in so there I'm will kind of, be now i'm kind of wondering that. what happened 
there will be yeah. fallout. We they will come to that. Okay. Got there, it. There was okay. enough in this episode that they were like, we don't need to talk about housing. But sure. Something um, to think about. I'm also like imagining like Quinn pulling out another one of those mattresses from the last episode yeah. and like Lying setting up, up next camp to next to Will Schuster. <laughs> oh no. And them just being like, well, good night, I guess. That's true. Is and Will, Will just being just like sleeping at work right now? I don't know. We don't talk about that, but ooh. Ugh. Back to the hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out Quinn is not mad at Rachel because Rachel did what Quinn was too afraid to do. Yeah. Um, and now, like, she, like, they both loved him. Now neither of them have him. Yeah. Um, again, Emmy for Diana Agron. Yeah. Um, Quinn's got to do this on her own, and she says that to Puck and to everybody. And Also, respect. I liked her honesty when she, like, Rachel came and apologized. She's like, yeah, it's fine. But then she was like, please leave now. Like, yes. Rachel, we're not friends. I don't want you here to help me. Like, I accept that was your perfect. apology, but I, you need to go because I actually don't but want to don't, spend time But don't, don't read into this, girl. We're not cool. Um, um, please leave. And then we get to the sad scene where, like, the bus that they had fundraised money for is just lifting Artie up, and I'm like, this is yeah. weird. I mean, that's, to be fair, that's how fast those move. They have not, True. technology has not come True. a long way. And, like, I love, it's so fucking, like, gloomy and looks cold like you can tell it's turtleneck season for the cheerleaders so <laughs> turtleneck season we're gonna create merch with turtleneck season on it it's how i can it's the only way i can tell seasons is it turtleneck season yes or not? it's very <laughs> it's very like somber like it, this was supposed to be the bus ride down was supposed to be their moment the but best now, part but now like they're missing finn their will can't come there was just a big like fallout so like they're not feeling tip top right now and on top of that jacob ben israel <laughs> comes in what the fuck i mean i was thinking about it because my first i was like out of all the people in this school this is the only person they right? can get but then i thought about it more and i was like you know what that actually tracks. probably the only person they could get that's yeah. probably the only person they could get on such on short notice and who like doesn't care enough about his as, as we've seen the Glee Club really sours your reputation. So I could see Jacob Ben Israel being the only one who is uh, willing to Right, do it. like, if you really wanted to get into, like, the sad loner psyche of this dude, he probably, like, doesn't have a lot going for him. But I'm going to choose to not think about that well, because I don't want to... And, like, later he says he says it out loud, I only did this to try to get into Rachel's pants. So, like, the motivation Which, like, is uh... there. Well, we can't go out without one more gross joke. Yeah, he puts his arm around Rachel Berry on the bus, which, like... no. No. He also says that he has extreme social anxiety, and they're like, yeah, just sway in the back. You don't need to swing. You don't need to swing. Just stand there. <laughs> right. They're literally like, we just need your body on stage. And he's like, oh, right. okay. Yup. Um, then we're actually at sectionals. Yeah. I, I forget exactly. Oh, like, we're, we're finding out that they're, they go third. Yep. And... Rachel explains, like, in my extensive auditioning in community theater, you want to be first or you want to be last because either you, like, you set the tone or you're the last on their mind. Do you think this is true? Um. Or is this hyperbole on her part? I think it's hyperbole. I think there's something to it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I've only been behind the table so many times, so, like, I don't fully remember, like, the firsts necessarily, but, like, 
one sitting there, like, you're you're always like, oh, yeah, this first person that came in. Right. Like, there is something about that, like, the day of. And, like, <laughs> same with, like, the last person. Like, I don't know who went last for anyone who's ever auditioned for me, which has been all of three times. But either, like, they remember you or they're already ready to go home so they don't give a shit. Yeah, fair. But that's also probably, like, in my in my case, it's always been, like, I'm in at 5.30 and, like, they're done with, like, they have to be out of the room at 5.40. Right, so. So, and they've already had the room for eight hours and they just want to be done. So different situation than a show fire judging. Uh, quite a little bit, yes. Um, and then, like, I guess, wasn't it Artie that was like, and did you ever get any of these roles? I'm here for the Artie Rachel beef. Keep it coming, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it basically just goes right into the performances. Yeah. And we discover that these two other Glee Cubs took up Sue's offer and have stolen their set list. Because Jane Addams School is singing, and I am telling you, mm-hmm. but also while doing hairography and twerking. I mean, what was that song missing if not twerking? <laughs> <laughs> and then they do Proud Mary in the wheelchairs, which is where it goes right. from, like, that's where the Glee Cubs go from, like, oh, okay, maybe this is a bad coincidence to, oh, they stole our shit. Um, right. Which, let's talk about a fun, technical thing that Glee doesn't want us to think about, which is, that means that both Glee and the Jane Addams School traveled to sectionals with a bus full of wheelchairs. That means they had 11 wheelchairs in that, like, that means Glee packed up their 11 other wheelchairs and took them with them. And and Jane Addams packed up 12. Found, Jane Addams, a school with no money, found 12 wheelchairs. Found 12 wheelchairs. Like, again... This isn't what Glee wants us to think about, but damn it, that's what I'm thinking about. But, but also how. Show me the receipts. Show me the receipts. And it also cuts back to Will being like, these kids need a leader right now. Did someone say leader? <laughs> Enter Cory Monty. Who could we possibly get to be a leader? But also, like, right before he finds Cory Monty, he runs into Jane Lynch um, in the hallway. Yeah. And... Who's just like, I just came by to, to feed my Venus flytrap, which is perfect. And she's like, you can't prove that I stole the set list and sold it. Like, you can't prove anything. But when all this is over, this is going to, like, just be another thing on the list of things you can't do well. Like, finding a haircut that do- that makes you look like a lesbian. Yeah. Love you like a sister. And that was so fucking funny. I will say, uh, to Sue's credit, Will's hair is looking very ramen noodle in this episode. <laughs> like, he's got the Justin Timberlake ramen noodle hair without the color. And I was like, absolutely it's not very good. Um, so, yeah, because yeah, Emma calls Will and is like, they, they stole the set list. Artie keeps ramming himself into the wall. Um, Oof. And, yeah. yeah, and she tells them, I think these kids need a leader. And, of course, right. who, who are you going to call? Finn Hudson. Is that his last name, Finn Hudson? Yeah. I'm sure they said it multiple times, I just yeah, forget. But, yeah. And so Will has another talk with Finn about how they can't win without him. But my thing is, like, I feel like that's not the point. I feel like the point isn't that they can't win without him. The point is that they have three songs, and those three songs were taken. Sold. Yes. And now they just don't have three other songs, which, like... What about every other song every other you song. sang throughout? Well, we yeah. will get, I have a note about that, too. The thing that right. I found weird about this was Finn is, like, clearly wants to be with Glee, but is having too much trouble processing his emotions about his ex-girlfriend and his ex-best friend. And Will sure. says to friend Finn, like, hey, man, I know things are hard. 
I mean, you know I know how you feel, which implies that Will told the Glee Club, if not the Glee Club, at least Finn, that his wife was faking her pregnancy and that she was leaving him. Uh, they, he was leaving her. Because by saying we, we are feeling the same thing right now, that means he's, that implied to me that he has shared some shit that is not appropriate to share with your students. I could, right, I could imagine that, like, not in a cutscene, but I could imagine that this has been established with the whole family, the whole Glee Club family, at some point. Like, it feels implied that the kids know. That is not something they should know. They do not need to know that his wife was faking a pregnancy. And also, does that mean that they're aware that they were going to take Quinn's baby? Which Finn thought was his? That, I want to know that, too. There's some lines that need to not be crossed, and uh, that was one of them, Will. Yep. And I hate that this boils down to them being special, because, like, we've, like, well-established that, like, they're not. I mean, the whole thing about Glee, the, like, through line through Glee, their little tagline is being part of something special makes you special. Like, that's literally Glee, like, on shirts, printed. But sometimes being special sucks. Yeah, and, like... Which is the quote... Is, is Finn that special? Like, I guess he's pretty cool. I think, okay, so, I, I mean, he's cool. Like, I feel like he's supposed to be special. Yeah. And, like, he's not not special, but, like, I don't know. I guess I haven't watched this first 13 episodes, and I'm like, that kid's a star! Oh. Captain of the football team, end on, end in Glee Club, and able to play the drums? Sure. Neat. Looks great on a college application. Just... Clearly a well-rounded, talented kid without the grades. Everyone likes to call him a leader, and I guess what we're supposed to guess is that he does have this presence that can sort of rally the troops, take charge when you need to, like, right. qualities that would make a good leader, but they're really pounding it in on him, and I'm like, okay. I don't buy it, but okay. Exactly, exactly. Because, like, we all know that, like, Rachel Berry and Mercedes have been carrying the Glee Club. They're the leaders. Yes. But, splitting hairs, um, you can't always get what you want, Finn. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Okay. I didn't leave my car keys here, he yeah. said as he leaves his car keys on the bench of the locker room I and thought, walks away. I thought that was a little cute. A little like, oh, shoot, you left your car keys. No, I didn't. You're like, oh, nice. Yeah, like, this is another instance where Will's conniving nature actually, like, works in the favor yeah. of the team. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't... I don't buy it completely, but, like, I buy it enough, I guess, to, like... We all know Finn had to get back to sectionals somehow, and I guess right. this was how they were gonna do it. And then we get back to sectionals, and Emma comes Smacks through. Down. Absolutely. Like, guide, big guidance counselor energy. Yes. But, like, also mama bear energy of yeah. being, like, you really want, like, your kids to win because they cheated? These kids who have nothing and, like are so disadvantaged as it is. You want them to believe the only way to win is to cheat. You're not, like, as educators, like, shame on you. And I was like, yes, Emma. And you can see Principal Eve, like, processing that and internalizing that. Because you can see that she's always been uncomfortable. And then you can see the other one just make another uncomfortable joke about being hard of hearing. So Right. Um, On brand. On brand. Um, And then he, but he has that line that was like, Don't Stop Believing was the most downloaded song in the history of iTunes. And my question is, is that a nod to like their own success? Probably. Because Don't Stop Believing was topped, like, it beat out Drake for um, the longest, or it only got beat by Drake for the longest song in the Billboard Top 100. Like, people fucking loved that cover. 
Great. I didn't fine. look up to see um, if that, out of all the jokes I Googled to see if it was based in fact, I ran out of time on that one. So <laughs> It's okay. But then, yeah, the Glee Club go- goes to sort of debrief and try to, first they're trying to figure out who leaked the set list, and they they blame Which, the Cheerios. Yes. Side note, before we get to that, yeah. because I do, I do want to get to that point. They finally have the Glee Club. They finally have the Glee Club with these students who are deaf, singing off key, which is bad oh, and uncomfortable, yeah. and never should have happened. And then Rachel is like, meeting in the green room in five minutes, and I was like, why five minutes? Why not now? Yeah, why can't you just go? You don't I, like you just yelled that in the auditorium. You're not fooling anyone that you're sneaking out. <laughs> you and you did that standing up, like you. There was and no yelled. subtlety about this. Maybe she thought everyone needed a little bathroom break. Take a five, All right. collect your thoughts, and then we're going to go debrief and yeah. try to figure out who did this. We got back to that point, exactly, where, like, everyone blames the Cheerios, and, like, what I loved about this was that they were all honest about what they did. Yeah. I think, well, because Santana was like, no, I actually like Glee Club. Santana has, like, an emotional moment of, like, I really enjoy doing this with you guys. I wouldn't still be here if I didn't. And Brittany has her, like, bless her heart moment. Where you can see that she was like, oh, I, I did give her the set list, but I didn't know that she would do this. Which we all believe, because Brittany has been right. shown to be like, oh, oh, sweetie. Oh, honey. Yeah. yeah. So, you're um, like, okay, there, she doesn't face any repercussions for that, and I think that's pretty nice, because everyone's like, Right. Yeah. Even, like, even Quinn being like, yeah, I was a spy, but, like, I quit Cheerios, and here I am. Right. Then they just kind of, like, concede to Rachel singing. So, um, I, have, I have thoughts about this, which is... Please. So... I'm telling you is out, and Rachel's like, okay, well, Mercedes, do you have another song? And Mercedes is like, no, no, nothing I will be able to do on the fly is going to be anything as good as you can, Rachel. Which, to me, is like, the writers were really like, Rachel's going to have her cake and eat it, too. Which is, Rachel gets the moment of being the bigger person, of learning and growth, and she still gets a solo. Like... It, sure. Rachel has given up nothing except getting to look good by having her moment of, of humility, but she still gets to be the one to sing the solo at sectionals. Right. Uh, which is very much the writers being like, Rachel gets a lot of what Rachel wants, and you should like her. Right. <sighs> sure. They all say, like, her and Mercedes, and everyone's like, you're the best singer in Glee Club. Is she? I mean, she's one of them. Yeah. I, I'm sure... You could be like, hey, Mercedes, you you got I Will Always Love You, like, locked in your back pocket, yeah, or, like, else, anything, huh? uh, anything Whitney Houston, um, anything Aretha, uh, anything Aretha Franklin, like, I found that bit hard to believe, but okay, I get it, like, exactly what you were saying, And exactly. I think you're I 100% it. right that she could have gone out there. If they had changed the other two songs and she had gone out there and just killed it, I'm telling you, the judges would have been like, okay, this is what this song right? should sound like. Exactly. Um, um, and again, uh, well, first of all, Artie makes a joke that he could do some of his Def Jam poetry, and I was like, did people still make Def Jam poetry jokes in 2009? That's what I was wondering, too. I'm glad we had the same thought. Okay. Well, then they do this thing where, again, I love when Glee has an ounce of continuity. So they're like, okay, well, Rachel will do the ballad. And she goes, there's right. something I've been working on since I was four, which I we all four. believe. Um, and yeah. then Quinn is like, we'll end on somebody to love. It's a real cloud pleaser, which is true. And I was like, yes. Absolutely. Yes, you have done other songs, you know other songs. But then they're like, but what about the third one? I'm like, guys, you have nine, you have like 11 other episodes worth of songs yeah. you could be picking from. <laughs> exactly. They weren't all winners, but like, come 
on. You had another couple good ones back there. I mean, what happened to the mashups that the you mash guys did? The were supposed to be in sectionals. Uh, True Colors was pretty good. True Colors was pretty good. Um, the one that Kristen Chenoweth did they, that, like, could have been... Uh, they could never I mean, I guess, one. like, it would have been Leah Michelle, but, like... No, they couldn't. Like, you could have given that to Santana or something. They couldn't have pulled that off. But I'm like, you had other group numbers that you could have yeah. done, and you instead... Keep holding on, the dragon song. <laughs> the dragon song. But no, they're like, we need a new song, and then we need Finn a new song. Enter like, Finn. I've got a song. <laughs> it's very much like, I don't know if you know this, or if I'm just going to alienate right. Um, it's very much like, you must pay the rent. We can't, can't pay, pay the rent. <laughs> I'll pay the rent. My hero. hero. That's exactly what. That's literally <laughs> all of Glee. All of Glee is that. <laughs> I can't believe I just pulled that one out. I haven't thought about that in years. Like, that was a childhood staple, like, game, I guess. Maybe that's an I, only child neither. thing, Ian. Where, like, <laughs> we didn't have anyone else to hang out with, so you just did that. And so our skit. moms were just like, um, here's a sponge. Yeah. Pay the rent. Can't pay the rent. I'll pay the oh, rent. no. Childhood memory <laughs> unlocked. Okay. Yes. Oh, dear. Uh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, okay, so Finn comes in with a new song, and... And he's the leader! He's the and he, Because he's the leader. And I was just like, I don't think we need this, but I see what you're doing. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, there's a whole thing, it's like, okay, like, we're gonna, like, set aside our differences, we're not cool, Puck. Yeah. I'm not even gonna, like, address Quinn, like... But I'm here to lead. And Rachel, this is your chance. And of course... Okay, well, hold on, we, of, we, we, before we get there... Because I have many, many thoughts about that. He, like, goes and delegates. Like, he cites that Santana, Brittany, right. Mike Chang, and Matt are their best dancers. So, we're yes. going to follow their lead. Mike Chang does has his, like, tense before the big game moment where he goes, like, it's going to be choppy. And Finn is like, good, we're best when we're loose. And you're like... We'll use it. Are you? And then they all gather around and be like, oh, look at Glee Club banning together. Also... Presumably, they only have about, I don't know how long it is in, in between Glee Clubs, but I feel like they don't have enough time to learn a full song before the deaf school finishes their set. Like, I feel like there's not a big break in between, and they're not even dressed, right. but right. time isn't real in Glee. Because... Time isn't real in Glee. Oh, and then we have our final gross Jacob Ben Israel joke where he points out that he only joined Glee Club to be in Rachel's pants, and he gives up his spot to Finn goodbye um but now we go to uh what i would say in all capital letters is rachel barry's big moment yeah and she comes to sing her ballad and she does the most rachel barry leah michelle thing that was like we all saw it coming right of course it's rachel barry singing don't rain on my parade from funny girl which i mean like which you you can make fun of like what it is all you want like it was fucking tight. Like I love this number. I've always loved I this loved number. I loved it. I've always loved it, this and, number. It gives me chills, like, straight up. Yes. It was so good. Like, the like the thing, like, my note is, like, before Leah Michelle was just sort of this, like, publicly, like, ridiculed and, like, eventually rightfully so mm-hmm. ridiculed person, like, this was what the Leah Michelle persona was. Yeah. It was... This big show-stopping Barbara Streisand like re- like reincarnated moment. Yeah, and it was fucking killer. She did amazing. 
100%. Yeah, credit where credit's due. Like, this was an awesome number. Yeah. And it's definitely believable when she says, I've been working on this since I was four. You can feel Absolutely. that in her entire performance, that this is something that Rachel Berry has been working on and perfecting, not even for this moment. Like, it wasn't like she expected this. This is something she's been doing for her in her career, and now she's just finally getting to And now she it. has the chance to do it. And, like, I just am totally imagining, like, her dad's, like, sitting her down when she was four and being like, this is Barbara Streisand, here's Hello, Dolly, here's Funny Girl. Yeah. Um be occupied for four hours and that's what changed her life yeah i didn't know this song before glee because not my sure not my genre i knew that very sure. well once i got to college and roomed with one jenna, jenna k karn. karn um because yeah. how could you not but like this this number like th- blew me away um yeah now i'm going to make some jokes about it first of all <laughs> that poor spotlight operator she's like running like turning around up and down the aisle this wasn't part of the plan they hadn't discussed this this guy's like oh where is she going and then my second question is a question not a joke but is don't rain on my parade a ballad i mean i wouldn't classify it as a ballad Me either it's a showstopper it's a showstopper it's not a ballad it's not a ballad i'm also thinking now like you mentioned like the spotlight technician and i'm like where was the tech rehearsal for all of this? They didn't have one. Because, of course they didn't have one, but I'm thinking about, like, aside from every show, every, every like, recital I had had a tech rehearsal. Yeah. So the spot-op knows but no. where you're going. Nope, this guy just had to figure it out on the go. He's like, oh, I didn't know she was going to come out the aisle. I, uh-oh. <laughs> Guys, get someone on spot. And then here's the rest of the Glee Club. Right? Um... I will say I lost count because I was too involved in the number, but you want to talk about Rachel Berry closing her eyes while she sings? It's like every other beat on this song. Right. She is the, she is doing it all. The Rachel Berry singing face is in full force in this number. Just on 10. Also, I do love the, the part where on the second I'll march my band out, she like brings like the rest of the Glee Club rocks down the aisle. Yeah. I don't know how they managed to figure that out. Um, but they did. And also, I'm a 12-year-old boy. The line in this song, uh, get ready for me, love, because I'm a comer, will make me laugh forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's all agree. Yep. It's a funny line. <laughs> um, then <laughs> It is. God damn it. Uh, then we have You Can't Always Get What You Want. Another song I genuinely love. Like I love really? this. I love this song. Like I by the like the original. Okay. I love this song. You can't sure. what you want. I think this is also a very well done cover. I think it's a great song, but like this cover, I was like, I could do without it. My only beef with this cover is I can understand why Finn needed to be the male lead on this because it was Finn's number. Like Finn came back and brought it. This was Finn's showing that he still cares about Glee. I get that. I don't think. Sure. It needed to be Rachel as the female lead because Rachel just had her old number and I don't care. I would have liked to see some right. more voices in it. Like, feature Finn because it's Finn's moment. Just like Don't Write On My Parade was Rachel's moment. But, yeah. I mean, I like this song. I do. I think it's nice. In terms of, like, this is the first group competition number that we will see. Because competition right. episodes are always going to be a part of Glee. And I love all of them, first of all. I love competition Oh, episodes. cool. They're always fun. And so, start off strong with Don't Rain On My Parade. I think that's the better of the two performances from sectionals. But sure. I did enjoy this. But I like this song, so I'm a little biased. Um, I was kind of hoping that we would get a reprise of, like, Somebody yeah. to Love. But I understand why we didn't. 
um, they all did the thing where they raised their arms, yeah, like, they did their up and diagonally. tribute yes. to the song that they planned to do but couldn't. Then we cut to the judges' room where Anna Kemp is here, and she's being problematic. <laughs> I said, oh, hello, um, Pitch Perfect. Yes! Um, um, so, I need to know if your viewing did this. So, when they entered, they went around and, like, each of the judges had a little sentence, and then it would pause and play a musical cue. And I think what was supposed to happen is that there would be a text on the screen that would tell you who each person was. Yes. Mine didn't do that. It didn't tell me who anyone was. Oh, mine told me who it was. Okay, well, who was who is Pitch Perfect supposed to be? Um, she was, like, the second runner-up for Miss Ohio. Okay, and then Rob Remington, I know. And I don't know who the third lady is. She was the vice comptroller. Okay. Slash, I think, like, something, it said something along the lines of, like, publicly funded cynic. Okay. Yeah, because- Which is really funny. My, I'm, I don't know if it was because I was watching with captions on. I just kept getting the little musical Maybe. stings. And then no text explaining who they were. And I was like, man, I'm sure there's some jokes here, but I'm not seeing them. It was, yeah, it was solid. And like they they talk about like their thoughts mm-hmm. on the different uh, the different groups. Yeah. There's some problematic remarks about um, the state funnels all this money into the Jane Addams School for them to be dancing like quote hoochie hoes, which is bad. Yep. Anna Camp doesn't like the deaf kids because she thinks they sound bad. Right. Um, yeah, and like they don't even talk about the new directions. They talk about them a little bit, where the, a one little. of them was like, I think they sounded good, they had heart, and someone else was like, I feel like I came out of that judging session because they don't announce the winner at the end of that scene. They just say they right. made a decision. And I came out being like, okay, I could see how in a regular viewing you would be left at sort of a, if you don't know how TV works, you would be left at sort of a cliffhanger for who the judges right. are actually picking, because they all judged them fairly. Right. Um... And then we cut back, to, and so, like, Eve, like, so some of the New Directions kids are outside of the judge, judging room, yeah. like, trying to listen in. And then Eve, Principal Eve, which I love that, Karina, um, <laughs> so she comes forward and is like, hey, you guys were awesome. Then Rachel's like, you cheated, and she's like, yeah, you're right, but I'm going to come forward, yeah. which is cool. She never gets the chance to because they already made their decision. But we won't know about that until after we find out about Terry and Will. Yeah, I was honestly a little confused because then it, like, cuts to this. And I was like, wait a minute. Did I miss them announcing the winner? And then I remember that they were using a plot device and that we were going to come back to that. So instead, it's right. Terry and Will running into each other at their old apartment and having an adult conversation, mostly. Yeah, which was done really well, I think. Yeah. Basically saying, like, whatever love he felt there is gone. He doesn't know why. I mean, it's pretty obvious why after he has fairly good reasons. Um, So he goes to the wedding, which like the sign says, "Good luck, Emma and Ken," which is like funny and sad. Mm. But oh, also, I thought it was interesting that Terry said she was going to therapy, which is probably many many of the week people could use therapy. Good for Terry for actually good for terry yeah terry was like i'm trying to make the steps to be a better person and will was like i see that and i respect it but i can't get past this this what we've just dealt with and i think that's fair right good that was a pretty mature and adult way to handle that and i'm impressed absolutely absolutely um Um, besides all the weird patriotic decor because it's a vfw pretty cute wedding (laughs) cute wedding had some crudités Um, they had some like nice yeah (laughs) 
a sculpture of a hockey player made of ice, which... Sure. Okay. It turns out Ken dumped Emma because moving the wedding for sectionals was the last straw because she was doing it for Will, not the kids. Duh. Yeah. Um, We all all been knowing, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There is a little bit of like, not even sexual tension, but there's this moment of like, oh, we're both... Yeah. Your fiance just left you and I just left my wife. And Emma's like, no... Yeah. I'm not, like, you just left your wife. Well, yeah, because... No, you just left your wife. Will is asked what happened. Emma admits that she's um, resigning from the school because she feels so much guilt about what she did with Ken and feels uncomfortable seeing Will because they've not acknowledged it vocally out loud that they both, you know, had feelings for each other. Will then is, like, she he, like, stops her and is like, I just left my wife. And he says it in a way that you kind of can't tell if he's saying it like out of sadness or like the first time he says it i couldn't quite read if he was being like you can't tell me this right now because i just lost my wife but then he repeats it and you're like oh no he's saying this as like we might have an opportunity and emma is like no no we can't have this opportunity because we've both just come out of pretty fucked up relationships and i need to leave yeah, this is really their story sort of, like, coming to its head, that we're like, oh, okay, well, they're both sort of, for the most part, admitted that they have had feelings for each other, and what are they going to do now? That... Right, which, again, super well done. Yeah. This, like, this whole, like, these whole last two episodes were like, this is what the whole show could be, guys. Yes, like, yes. It's so hit or miss, like, but, like, it is. But when it hits, it hits pretty good. It does. Then the other shoe drops, yeah. and there is a quote orgy of evidence That's against the only Sue Sylvester. I wrote down from this scene was an orgy of evidence. Yes, I mean, and then so therefore she's suspended. Yeah. Um, this is where like the finale vibes come in. Like Sue gets her right. muffins, she gets suspended from teaching the Cheerios. Will gets his glee cup back and is reinstated. That you're like, okay, here's all your loose ends. Let me wrap those right. for you. Absolutely. She confronts Shu in the hallway. She's going to come back more hellbent on his destruction, yeah. prepare to be crushed. And then she pushes kids out of the way as she's leaving, which is fucking bonkers. Just full on Hilarious, but bonkers. Um, Principal Figgins says that she disrespected the name of William McKinley, one of the greatest presidents. Yes. Uh, which is just categorically not true. <laughs> William McKinley is not one of the greats. However, he's not the most forgotten president, so. Right. So... To wrap this whole thing up, uh, the whole schlebagel, if you will. Um, <laughs> yeah, they will, newly reinstated, gets to go back to the Glee Club. They get to finally announce that they won. Because during the meeting, I was like, during when they were meeting with Sue in the office, I was like, did I miss them announcing that New Directions won? Like, fuck, was I not paying attention? And then I was like, oh, no, no, it's a big reveal. They move aside yep. to reveal that they won sectionals, even without Will Hooray. There. They did. I ha, like congratulations. You earned it. They did. Yeah. Now they have regionals. Yes. And um, vocal adrenaline is putting in the work. So you better watch out. Better not cry. Yes. And so, before they get to work, we got a number for you. So I had basically gotten to this point in the episode, and I was like, "All right, I know what happens for the end. I'm done." They do. I literally wrote, "Then it's my life would suck without you." Is slow mo running, but then I actually watched it, and I was like. It got me a little bit because mm-hmm. they do Kelly Clarkson's My Life Would Suck Without You, a song that I enjoy. A great song. But I had forgotten that 
they fill it with little callbacks to all the other um, performances from previous episodes, and I'm a fucking sucker, and I was like, wait! Because at first yep. I was like, why is Rachel carrying this weird black thing? I can't figure it out. And then she puts a cowboy hat on, and I'm like, wait a second. Oh, I loved I it. I loved like, it. This number was fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. With all of those callbacks, like, down to, like, Quinn Santana and Brittany doing their little say a little prayer prayer for you bit. We have our single Um, ladies moment with Kurt, Brittany, and Tina. Yes. Uh, We have a little hairography from Brittany. We have a little hairography. Mashup choreography. We even have sit down, you're rocking the boat. Like, yes. Again, the finale Uh, energy was strong. Um, it was like it could have been like even if they renewed it for subsequent seasons, like that could have been the season finale. And, like, I think it could have been renewed based on that alone. Yeah, it was great. And it was, I mean, like, I it, it 100% got me, too. It was awesome. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, like, my only note about it is, like, the first, the first verse is, guess this means you're sorry, you're, staring, you're standing at my door. Guess this means you take back all you said before, like, how much you wanted anyone but me. And I'm like, this is a little once off, again, but I get what you once mean. Once again, they were like, oh, the title's really good. We'll just use it. Not every we'll song just have... can fit the situation perfectly, I guess. I'm more willing right. to forgive it on this one because I like this song and I just like what they did with the number. I mean, other than, like, that one paragraph, it fucking works. Um, I will say, I was like, Will, stop stop sitting there looking mournfully off to, in the distance because you're thinking about Emma and not watching this right. excellent choreography your Glee Club prepared for you. I'm, like, choosing to believe that, like, he watched it and then was like, guys, Thank you so much. I love you. I gotta go. I need to take care of something. I need to go slow-mo run down the halls, please. Which, like, I loved it. Like, maybe it was just the music of it all, but, like, that moment, even where, like, he chases her down, like, you see her at the end of the hallway mm-hmm. with the box of her stuff. Yeah. She, like, she stops, and then, like, they kiss, and she smiles. Like, I loved all of also, it. I will say, though, so... First of all, yeah, it's intercut with pictures of her packing up her office, Will realizing he needs to chase after her, even though he just left his wife. But what I like, and I'm giving Glee credit for a little bit of subtlety, is so yeah, he catches her, Mm -hmm. they kiss, and then she smiles, but it does end on a little note of uncertainty, because they are still adults. And so I was like, okay, you can see them being like, this is good, but this is maybe not what we should be doing, but it was good, but I don't know what's like... I wanted to kiss you, but you still just left your wife, and I still just had a- got basically left at the altar, so... A very good bad idea, Mm -hmm. as Waitress the Musical would say. Yes, but a killer way to mid-season finale. Um... Absolutely. Okay, so this was December that this ended, right? They- Mm -hmm. the next part doesn't pick up until April, so there was, like... Oh. There was some time in between, uh, when these first 13 aired, and- we got new ones, so I think this was a good way to, like, give people that break that there was going to be a hiatus, and this was a good note to end on. Like, props 100%. to you, Glee. Well, that's the episode. That is! Like, that sectionals, I think sectionals is, like, in ter- like I said- I think it's one of the- It's one of the best, and in terms of, like- It's one of the best! Competition episodes- like, it sets the standard for what the Glee competition episode is going to be, and I love a Glee competition episode, so... I can't wait. Yeah, they're always a good time, you always get some pretty good numbers out of it, and you know, there was, they got a trophy at the end, which is what they've been they working for. They got a towards. trophy. But yes, so speaking of, um, one, 
two, three, four songs. Wow. Mm. So, Ian, after celebrating this banger of an episode, you want to go and immortalize your viewing by uh, making a little monetary donation to the Glee bank account with your uh, iTunes <laughs> money. Four songs to pick from, and it's a hard one this week. It is. Because, like, all four of them are really fucking strong. They are! Like, I think I might... I'm torn, but I might go with My Life Would Suck Without You. That is a reasonable choice. Thank you. I have to go Don't Rain on My Parade. <laughs> I don't blame you! I have to. Like, I'm, I'm torn. I was torn between um, My Life Would Suck Without You and I'm Telling You I'm Not Going. Right. I mean, I there like there's no bad option. No, I know I have to be true to myself and go with "Don't Rain on My Parade" because I know how many times I re-listened and rewatched that performance because it was like phenomenal. Rightfully so, it was excellent. And that's not a song Ugh. you just casually listen to unless like you're like, "This is it. This was this was a moment. It was a cultural reset." Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, this is a hard one. There's really no. No wrong answers. Ian, we have just completed the first 13 episodes, the first half season, essentially, of Glee. That took energy, man. We made it to sectionals. We made it to sectionals, and we won sectionals. Oh, and um, So I guess if people want to find you on social media, Karina, where can they do so? Oh, boy. If you want to find me on social media, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Epic Adventure of. Um, it's a pretty good time there. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Ian, if they're looking for cool. you. Uh, you can find me at Ibroski on Twitter and Instagram, ianjbrodsky.com. Um, I mean, we're both on TikTok, if that's what oh, you're yeah. into. I think my TikTok name is also Epic Adventure of. I think it is. Mine is just Ibrods on uh, TikTok. Yeah, I'm Epic Adventure of um, on TikTok, too. My, but i great. be honest with you. If you're looking for me on TikTok, it's just essentially this podcast again. Yeah. Um, and I only <laughs> make them on Wednesday nights, because that's when I do my makeup for D&D, &D, and so need to look fresh nice um yeah if you'd like to follow this podcast you can find us on twitter and instagram at glee aggressive the name of the show sans clap uh you can also email us any of your long questions um concerns anecdotes at gleeaggressive at gmail.com and uh we'll yeah we'll happily await those make sure to like it comment rate subscribe it to it on all of your um podcast platforms yeah, share your, and share with your friends yeah. tweet about it also like whatever you want please to do. um absolutely we would love to have your support boy okay i'm yeah. flabbergasted like i didn't expect to get to sectionals today i don't know why but we did it right um, this was oddly like exhausting in a way and i know like we're recording this at like 11 30 at night as well but like this like this took it out I of did. me did we finished season one episode 13 sectionals which means you can join us next week where we will be diving into the next chunk starting with episode 14 titled okay this one's a little hard to tell out loud but it's called hello but there's a dash between the hell and the o so it's hell dash o hello hell o hell o hell o if that doesn't <laughs> pique your interest i don't know what will but in in this watching sectionals this episode of glee make you want to watch the next one Yes, I can't it see does. why it wouldn't. We where do we go from here? Yeah. Yay. <laughs>